Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss what's going on in Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine. The war continues. We have some polling data. What are the American people thinking? We're going to let you know. Also, George Soros, the boogeyman, the right can't have a can't get enough of talking about spooky. He is scary for so many. George Soros has praised Ron DeSantis. He says Ron DeSantis will beat Donald Trump in a Republican primary. There is some polling data out that we will discuss that confirms what Mr. Soros is saying. Also, we're going to keep you updated on East Palestine, the reactions to Trump's visit. Also, some of the dumber talking heads on television expressing their idiotic points of view (laughs) regarding the people of East Palestine. We'll also discuss Pete Buttigieg, the EPA, and the overall handling of the horrific events in Ohio. But before all of that, mm. we haven't discussed him too much because it's a bit passe and dare I say he's a bit of a smokescreen. Mm. George Santos. Whoa. <laughs> George Santos, a man who lies so good he's almost telling the truth. Mm. He wants to back a bill and he wants this bill to make the AR-15 America's uh, national gun. Whoa. Gobble, gobble, move over, Turkey. We've got ourselves a new national icon. It's, wow. This is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Talk about a politician mm-hmm. not doing anything that matters whatsoever, <laughs> but trying to throw a little bit of red meat to some of the red-blooded of Americans that uh, voted for him Yeah, out in, uh, what was it, Long Island. Mm-hmm, yeah. Indeed. So well, what do you think? Should uh, the AR-15 be America's national gun? I mean, when I think of a drag queen from Long Island, <laughs> I think of an AK-47, you know? I'm trying to think of some slogans. So, uh, killed most of your children. And oh, then you have oh, a picture of the oh, AR-15. Oh, yeah. You're right, right. Any other ideas, guys? I believe gun violence is the number one cause of death right now amongst children. So oh. that's a national crisis. We're number one. We're there number one. In <gasps> gun we trust. Oh, my God. I love Put it these. on the dollar bill. So, according to uh, George Santos, he has co-sponsored legislation. He introduced this legislation to the House last week. It would name the AR-15, quote, the national gun of the United States. The bill was put forward in the House last Friday by Representative Barry Moore. He's a Republican out of Alabama because nothing else is happening in Alabama. (laughs) Right. So thank God that they're finally addressing the issue all of us talk about at our kitchen tables when we're having the spaghetti that our wife kind of made okay. (laughs) Or husband. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Available. It depends. No one gives a fuck about this. <laughs> and somehow these politicians got this to a potential vote. Wow. In the House of Representatives. Good According on. to Barry Moore, he says the AR-15 style rifle chambered in a .223 Remington round or a five, 5.56 times 4.5 millimeter NATO round would be. The national gun of the United States. Agree. America's gun. I the know. full text of the bill has not yet been submitted or released, rather. So anyway, thank God that there's people in Washington fighting the good fight for that AR-15. Yeah. Really puts a smile on your face. Thank God uh, we have Alabama's representative Barry Moore so we can bury more people. 
here in the U.S. <laughs> it is just insane. New York's third congressional district representative uh, has co-sponsored 26 pieces of legislation ranging from a bill seeking to ban universities, universities from using TikTok to legislation that would repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. He also supports a bill that seeks to impeach Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and one that would require the Treasury Department to mint coins in commemoration of working dogs. So isn't that nice? Santos, busy at work, doing what needs to be done as the House Ethics Committee continues the really saucy probe. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give him a point. All right, okay. here we go. What, eight, to, what, eight, maybe 10 million? Consider it, like, estimate of how many AR-15s are in this country. 30 million, mm-hmm. like, at the high estimate. Yeah. So it is American. I mean, I get it. Well, sure. I don't know if the AR-15 knows a nationality. Uh, it is a tool. I would like to make the spork the national silverware oh, of America. Yeah, I was gonna it go combines with that, yeah. many things. The spork, the fork, the spoon. We right. are one spork, are we not? Yeah, correct. I just think in the backdrop of mass shootings like every single week, mm. and then all these students are like trying to learn, but then you have like Governor Yunkin out of a Virginia who is not caring whatsoever about education. As a matter of fact, he wants to look into AP African-American studies oh, classes. I wonder where he got that idea. Because kids are just learning too much about American history. We need to have them start honoring the AR-15 gun. And the way that these children run away every time they see an AR-15 gun, (laughs) it's anti-American. They need to go and embrace the gun. Shake the gun's (laughs) hand. Shake the gun's hand already, kid. It's insane. Earlier this month, Santos showed off his support for gun rights by sporting an AR-15-shaped lapel pin. Oh, my God. He's so ridiculous. Isn't that nice? That's real nice. Hey, man. Uh Hey, Remember when all your classmates died? Yeah. Remember when they used this gun that I have? It's on my lapel. Wow, get that out of here. It's the national gun. Mm. So naturally, this would be uh, supported by people like Lauren Boebert, who really think that this is going to bring America together, unlike her counterpart, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, by the way, I do not want to hear being compared to Tanya Harding. Oh. Tanya Harding, a national icon. And yeah, she did break a couple of knees (laughs) to do what? Win, yeah, America, <laughs> right. America to go to the Olympics. Yeah, did she know that her fat friends were gonna do it? No, not necessarily. <laughs> oh, I'm Team so Tanya. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's pushing secession. Oh, for the conservative state, she says we need to secede. If you're a red state, you should secede. Hmm. Which is classic. It's not gonna happen. Right. We've tried to have that happen, and it really didn't work out very well. So I don't think it's uh, really in the forefront of Americans' minds right now, again, as they're struggling to make ends meet. But don't worry. Again, people in Washington doing what they think is best, making potentially the AR-15 America's guns. So when it comes to gun legislation, I don't think we're going to be seeing anything productive in the future, despite the fact that polling data shows 90 to 95% of Americans just want reasonable, rational gun laws. What if it's like when we get a protected bird or we get a protected like lake? Then and you now, can't shoot it? Yeah, you're not allowed to, like, ah. you're no longer allowed to buy it. You're not allowed to, like, oh. trade it. Put it in a museum? Yeah, what if George Santos just flips it, belongs it on It belongs in a museum. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I doubt it, but, you know, a boy can dream. Yeah, I yeah. doubt it. All I know is I want to see this Thanksgiving AR-15. Versus the turkey. Gobble, <laughs> gobble, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some serious news. Let's go to Ohio. My mm. goodness. The coverage of this has been so disgusting. I have to just get it off of my uh, chest here. Oh, my God. And there's a lot to get off. Joy Behar criticizing the people of East Palestine. This is why nobody likes leftist pundits because they sound like total fucking assholes. She was discussing how the people of East Palestine voted for Donald Trump, so they deserve all the toxic spills that they have coming to them. They deserve it? It's absolutely insane. You lose total credit when you completely dismiss humanity. I don't Mm -hmm. care who they fucking voted for. And as we talked about on uh, two episodes ago, the blood is on both parties' hands 
without a doubt. Absolutely. Now, Donald Trump, he was also in East Palestine, as we mentioned. He was giving away his water for free <laughs> and taking people to McDonald's. Now, this created an interesting optic when it comes to Joe Biden being in Ukraine and in Poland before coming back to America. Donald Trump, obviously, with the people of East Palestine, and they were happy to see him. They were chanting, Trump, oh, we yeah. love Trump. Yeah. Outside of a Pizza Hut that had a drive through <laughs> yeah, which I Ohio. have never seen. Uh, Ohio's got them all, baby. So naturally, there will be some people that say, look, it makes Trump look fantastic. <sighs> it makes Biden look bad. In reality, once again, Joe Biden is currently the president. He's, He's got things to do. <laughs> right. And then Donald Trump, obviously, using this as a publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. Now, regardless of if it works or doesn't work, this is one of the things that Donald Trump does do well, which is retail politics. Yeah. He goes and he shakes the hands and he does the things that impress people who don't feel seen. And he looks at him and he says a bunch of stupid shit. Yes. But right. he looks at him. He told the McDonald's workers that he knows the menu better than they do. And he might. That's not true. He that, said every day. <laughs> that is possible. But you can't discredit that approach to American politics. Obviously, he used his powers for horrible, horrible ends. Mm -hmm. And that's really one of the unfortunate things that we saw with the Trump era. A man who could connect with people who didn't feel seen within the political class. But then, of course, he took that, corrupted it, destroyed it. Like everything Trump touches, he has the reverse Midas touch. It yeah. all comes to shit. So right. it's unfortunate that... Uh, that the optics weren't good for the Biden White House, but it's also their fault because then we had Pete Buttigieg with the DOT, the Department of Transportation. I don't know how he handled this so bad. Yeah. All you have to do is go show FaceTime, look them in the eyes and talk with the people of East Palestine and say that things are going to be okay. But you can't just give false assurances because as we saw after 9-11, when after 48 hours, the EPA said, the air is clean. Oh, yeah. And we've been dealing with people dying from cancer ever since. So what do you guys think when it comes to the Biden administration, Pete Buttigieg, the Department of Transportation's handling for the people of East Palestine? Well, we watched the CNN town hall the other yeah. night, you and I, and you could tell across the board, everyone's still very pissed. And they did mm -hmm. indeed literally have face-to-face -face or video-to-face uh, questions and yeah. very intense questioning sessions with Republican Governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine. He mm -hmm. got yelled at. Uh, the EPA uh, director, Michael Regan, got yelled at. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the CEO of Norfolk Southern really got yelled at. Yes, he like did. Like a lot. Uh, Rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. So as we pointed out, the blood is pretty much, or excuse me, the vinyl chloride is on everybody's mm -hmm. hands in this situation. And um, what we've found since is that these people have absolutely reason to still not trust anyone. Uh, the EPA, it was shown that the testing that they did use was from the rail company. It was from right. Norfolk Southern. That last it was, episode. It was yep. their own testing. That's insane. Um, we found that Norfolk Southern has given money to pretty much all the politicians involved, mm -hmm. namely Mike DeWine, yeah. up to $20,000 directly to his campaign, up to over 165000 to the Republican Governors Association. And then, wow. of course, as reported by ABC6 News in Columbus, Ohio, $10,000 just to Mike DeWine's inaugural uh, committee, meaning when he won right. again, uh, they gave money to just the party, I think. So you're telling me that the EPA used the testing that Norfolk Southern conducted, mm -hmm. yes. which is like a murderer being the lead investigator yes. of the murder yes. that they yeah. committed. It's like the show Dexter. That yeah. is just absolutely insane. Yeah. And I hate that we live in a world where we judge people because they don't trust the EPA. Right. Mm. When the fuck did we, can we ever, have we ever trusted them <laughs> after lie, after lie, after lie? People die. I mean, it's tragic because the EPA was created in the 70s by the Richard Nixon administration. And that was in response to the Cuyahoga River, which is just north of mm -hmm. East Palestine, uh, catching on fire because it was mm. so polluted. That's what led to the EPA. So the EPA looks very guilty right now. Mike DeWine looks very guilty right now. Norfolk Southern Shirts Fuck looks very guilty right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the tragedy, like you mentioned, Ben, is that, yeah, Pete Buttigieg, where was he? Even my Democrat friends are upset with the way Pete Buttigieg has been handling this because right. now he's just tweeting things about, well, there were also derailments during the Trump administration. It's like, that's not what we're talking care. about. Right. right. And then he's tweeting like, we've been there since day one. It's like, no, you haven't. You right. haven't been here since mm -hmm. day one. So that's frustrating. 
And then the and only it leaves the and it leaves the vacuum open for someone like Donald Trump like to, to go fill exactly, it. To exactly. in. and you know when we were watching, we watched the CNN town hall. Yeah. They had the mayor of East Palestine um, come on, and, but then he also went on Fox News because Sean Handy was also having mm -hmm. some type of town hall. But it really does, like you said, it leaves the door open for someone like Trump to come in and be like, "I was here for you." When Joe Biden was over in Ukraine, and that, yeah. I think, is going to be a yeah. new talking point, mm. like you said, going into 2024, where was Joe Biden during this tragedy? He was over in Ukraine. Yeah. And as the war continues to heighten in Ukraine, it'll be an interesting juxtaposition. We're going to get to polling data here in a second regarding Ukraine and Russia. It'll be an interesting juxtaposition as a Republican will be running potentially as a peace candidate. But then mm. again, we have to remember that he is not a peace candidate, no. that in Donald Trump. He's, he's a Putin, Putin bootlicker. Yeah. Right. So they are the invading army. He's just so saying, don't, don't get that confused. Yes. Yeah. Just no American money and troops and weapons involved. But that means Putin will just run amok. More war. So I think you're both making some really important points about Trump. What Ben said that he really connects with people and what Travis said that he's taking this opportunity because he was even quoted as saying, to the citizens of uh, East Palestine, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance was met with indifference and betrayal. So, yeah, wow. the, your former president shows <laughs> he up. He said all those words. Yeah, exactly. He Wait a and minute. He, he says something meaningful. You know, when yeah. you're in a tragedy, it connects with you. Right. It and, really and it, does. And that video that Ben saw, the, the Pizza Hut with a drive through yes, they exist. <laughs> uh, the people were watching the motorcade yeah. of Trump and cheering, we love Trump. And it's just like, he looks so good because he wasn't at fault for it. But then he's also showing up. There's nothing also he can do to fix it. I think he took credit for saying that uh, because he talked about it, FEMA finally showed up. Not <laughs> but true. that's not how that works. No, right? he's like, because I'm here, the federal government is here. They came. And none of that was true. Yeah. And again, his policies and the relaxation of uh, of uh, regulations right. on these trains. Yes, that, that is one of the reasons why this happened. Right, that happened. So he's during also the Trump complicit. Era. Exactly. It's and just the retail politics, the superficial optics of the whole thing. Exactly. And even the CEO watching this, the it, it the CEO tried to make it like you know this was all new to him. This is the same CEO that was there in the 2005 derailment in Graniteville. Right. So this guy has been with the company now for 20 right. plus years. Right. He's been through this type of thing. And they've done nothing. And he, so basically, I, I I got upset, too, watching this guy lie to the citizens of Palestine, uh -huh. Ohio, in their face. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, to their face. That's Norfolk Southern CEO, uh, CEO Alan Shaw. Hmm. He has pledged $6.5 million, million. Uh, to help those affected by the uh, release of toxic chemicals from the derailment. However, he has also promised shareholders $7.5 billion With a B. to repurchase its own shares. Right. Um, in order, so they will repurchase their own shares in order to benefit shareholders. $7.5 great time to buy. billion. As we talked about a few episodes ago, this is not going to affect their stock prices. It's going to go down for a minute. Again, as Travis just said, bye, bye, bye. And it will go up. And again, the entire corrupt crony capitalist society that we live in will be in sync. Yeah. And also to add on to what Fernando said, uh, there have been two other derailments in Ohio in Don't the last you get four months. Fired? Sandusky, hmm? Steubenville, and now East Palestine. Again, credit where credit's due. I think Sherrod Brown, uh, this yeah. is from his tweet. And of course, he's citing a ProPublica story that also just came out about the Norfolk Southern policies that actually allows crews to ignore safety alerts, Oof. which is a whole nother thing because Everyone was reporting that the train had been on fire. I remember yeah. yes. one, one of the ladies at the CNN town hall was like, this train was on fire for miles. I believe it was 21 miles or yeah. so. It was on fire. And, and it's literally company policy for them to ignore it. It's insane what's happening. It is insane. Wow. And again, I believe it was 150 cars on this train. Two mile train, 1.8 miles. Yeah. yeah. Two workers and one training. Exactly. Absolutely so. not the employee's faults. Um, they're also victims in all of this. A hundred percent. Because they are completely overwhelmed. And you think about, again, the railroad uh, worker strike that yes. was squashed at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. That was the Biden administration doing that. And so uh, the only credit I can give right now to any politicians is 
Again, Sherrod Brownie's highlighting the deregulations of the safety, mm-hmm. uh, the safety features. And then, of course, uh, always standing up for workers. So good for Sherrod Brown on that. And also uh, Representative Bill Johnson, Republican. He actually gave all $18,000 that he had received from Norfolk Southern. He actually donated it to a firefighter charity in East Palestine. So those uh-huh. are my only two credits. Give credits where credits do. But everyone else, man, you look real bad. You Ab- look real bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, um, anytime whether it be uh, Donald Trump or anybody else using these horrible disasters for their own political gain. Yeah, that's not cool either, It's just instinctively gross to me, and uh, the optics of it are what they are. Don't forget when Donald Trump was out there again, he was just trying to unload a bunch of his shitty water, um, which I know is technically cleaner it's so just, that's good i guess but i think good, he right. was just like we got a bunch of trump water yeah let's just get rid of this oh uh, but the optics were he being there with the people and i never understood how politicians don't understand how powerful it is right just oh. go there just go Buttigieg should have been there within five hours oh my lord anybody just, what please. else do you have going on yeah. like literally it's your job that's the <laughs> only thing you gotta do right right i believe uh a lot of the conservative media outlets were calling him out. I think Buttigieg had, was on a panel talking about uh, uh, woke policies, mm. something like that. Anyway, it they threw him matter. under the bus for it, and now he's fully under the train. I hope Biden. I'm trying to do a Trump. I hope Biden leaves money for the rest of y'all. You know, that's a really <laughs> yeah, that's good. good. You sound like uh, uh, Louis Armstrong. Oh, <laughs> <I do>. yeah. <laughs> Just like Louis Armstrong. All right. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, speaking of uh, battles going on here, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, in a recent poll, this is according to the WPA intelligence survey released Wednesday, they found that 40% of Republican primary voters nationwide want DeSantis to be their party's nominee because they think that he has the best chance of beating Joe Biden. 31% of the respondents, obviously these are Republicans discussing about a, discussing a Republican primary, want Donald Trump. Mm. So the margin widened when voters were asked to choose between the two, with 57% going for DeSantis Whoa. and only 33% going to Donald Trump. So that 40%, obviously I don't want to get too in the weeds with numbers because it doesn't make good radio, <laughs> but that would be in a crowded field. Still 40% of Republican respondents, when Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Mm -hmm. Bolton, uh, Pence, uh, Youngkin, when these people are in the race, 40% still say that they would support Ron DeSantis, which kind of brings a little bit of um, unease, certainly with the Trump team, but also perhaps some ease with the Bill Kristol Republicans who see that Donald Trump only won in 2015, 2016 because it was such a crowded field. Yes. And he was able to win primaries with 21%, But if 40% of the respondents in a crowded field would go with DeSantis, I suppose that point is moot. Yep, yeah, that's exactly what happened in 2016. You got to consolidate a majority out of this very crowded field. And Donald Trump, that's the only reason he snuck through that entire thing in 2016. So whoever can do that this time around, and it appears that DeSantis may have the numbers, that's the way it's going to go, especially as more and more people get in. 
But then as the primaries start to happen, more and more people get out. Mm -hmm. Where does that support go? Absolutely. And once you start winning the primaries, all of a sudden people are like, well, I would like a cabinet position. And then the (laughs) Nikki Haley's of the world and the Boltons of the world and the Pompeo's of the world are just going to be looking for jobs. Right. As they did before. (laughs) Exactly. And then they're going to realize DeSantis might be the boss baby for them. So according to the WPA Intelligence founder, Chris Wilson, he says President Trump is still liked by most Republicans, but our primary voters are pragmatic. They like his policies, but feel the party needs a new face and a new leader. Speaking of Nikki Haley, she was the uh, in um, in South Carolina. She got the highest percentage of votes for her, but that was only eight percent. Whoa. So even in her home state, ah. Nikki Haley looks to be doing about 8%. Hmm. So I don't think that looks very good for her. No. In a uh, national primary with all 50 states. No, that's when when you can't win in your own home state. That's when you know it could be curtains. It really could be. So one of the things that uh, DeSantis is going to be sort of beaten up about is, number one, Donald Trump. Uh, he calls him Meatball now. Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron. I didn't make that name up. That wasn't me. <laughs> he also. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. <laughs> he, he also. Yes, we actually have Donald Trump, and maybe Donald Trump could read one of his truths here in a second. <laughs> okay, it's me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but DeSantis was also not endorsed, but George Soros expressed that he Mm. believes DeSantis will be the Republican nominee. Now, I'm sure that everybody knows this. Soros is the boogeyman of the right. They talk about him as if he is more powerful than God. Yeah. He's just another billionaire asshole. He's hiring protesters. That's my favorite. They always, yes, he's not a casting director. He's just (laughs) heavily demonized. Obviously, you have some anti-Semitism rolled into that. Uh, he is no more powerful than Rupert Murdoch or Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. It, he, again, he is just uh, the boogeyman for the right. DeSantis is actually a little bit probably annoyed by George Soros praising yeah. him right. to the extent he said that he believes he would beat Donald Trump in a primary. But let's just play George Soros talking here. And this has a lot of the uh, Trump wing of the Republican Party claiming DeSantis as a globalist because of the support from George Soros. My hope for 2024 is that Trump and Governor DeSantis of Florida will slug it out for the Republican nomination. Trump has turned into a pitiful figure, continually bemoaning his loss in 2020. 20. Big Republican donors are abandoning him in droves. DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He is likely to be a Republican candidate. Uh, This could induce Trump, whose narcissism has turned into a disease to run as a third-party candidate. Wow, that's that a huge, would, that's a huge. Uh, lead to a democratic landslide and force the Republican Party to reform itself. Wow. But perhaps I may be just a little bit biased. <laughs> he makes a better boogeyman than he does audio. For a podcast. Yes, indeed. But some shocking revelations there. He only has a net worth. Not only, again, this is in uh, the perspective of the billionaire class. He has $8.6 billion, which it's so bizarre. Obviously, it's a lot. But by, again, yeah, by Peter Thiel and by Bezos. It's less than Norfolk Southern. (laughs) (laughs) That's your boogeyman? That's so funny. I do have a question. If if George Santos is... Uh, drag name is Katara. What do you think George Soros's Ooh. drag name is? Mm. Keeper of the Crypt. What yeah. is that? What yeah, is that? Oh, the oh, the there you go. That's good, babe. But anyway, so Donald Trump is going to be using this as a reason to criticize Ron DeSantis as a globalist. People have already said on social media, the morons out there, see evidence. Ron DeSantis is big. He's in with Soros. Uh, that isn't even true. But let's let's have. Um, Trump here 
discuss a truth that uh, he truthed out. I don't know what, uh, how you say that. Right. It's <laughs> it was, been truth. It's been truth. How many was, retruths did it get? It got um two two thousand point two eight thousand retruths. Oh, uh, which isn't even really that I don't much. Know <laughs> but let's right. just have uh, Donald. I. I you had something to say about Ron, and it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. It was 1 a.m. I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I will never call Ron to sanctimonious meatball <laughs> Ron, as the fake news is insisting I will. Yeah. Even though Fox News killing lightweight Paul Ryan is revered by him, low-energy Jeb Bush is his hero and uh-huh. always at his side. His beaches and state were closed for long periods of time. No. His testing, testing, testing for the China virus didn't work out too well, and his loyalty skills are really weak. It would be totally inappropriate to use the word a meatball as a moniker for Ron, because I actually like meatballs. <laughs> anyway. So that's a little insight into what the Republican primary is going to be all about. Oh, right. God. A, that's a 1 a.m. truth. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So we will continue to follow these two people as, uh, again, it gets closer and closer to decision time yeah. for the Republican Party. Well, and I do wonder about Mr. Soros's claim there, because we've obviously pontificated about the, the the possibility as well. And even in 2016, they were pontificating. That's why right now the RNC is trying to make each candidate who's jumping in uh, sign a pledge to endorse whoever does get the eventual nomination. Mm. They're trying to keep everybody in because there is always that wild card threat that Trump has, as Mr. Soros pointed out, that if Trump is upset enough that it looks like he's not going to win the primary, or maybe he feels he's getting Scorched. treated unfairly. Scorched earth. He might go third party. And mm. then you're looking, you know, then you're looking at a split conservative base, as Mr. Storrs point out, it would obviously be a Democratic landslide. Right. And it would be a national thing because I, I was mm-hmm. looking at polls everywhere. And no matter where you look, even in California, DeSantis beats Trump. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that would be really upsetting for him when he's going to Ohio and thinks that people are praising him. Right. But then when you run the polls, I'm yeah. losing. He's, yeah. no, I'm going to make a third party. You know? yeah. 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 Then he does it all himself. And then, of course, obviously, DeSantis being the governor of Florida, uh, that's a bigger uh, gubernatorial gubernatorial job mm-hmm. than, let's say, you're the governor of Montana. So right. you know, when you're the governor of Florida, that is a you're probably governor of Florida, Texas, California. Uh, I would say those are the three most powerful governors in the country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Disney World. I mean, yeah. come on. Most yeah. economy. New York, maybe. Maybe New York, although their economy, I think, is sort of slowed down. Yeah. For some reason, I don't think New York, but okay. maybe I'm just maybe I'm biased. just a little sour grapes on uh, the fact <laughs> that New York City is being destroyed by now Eric Adams. <laughs> right. And previous former opponents. Yeah, it was real close. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of potential opponents for Joe Biden, Marianne Williamson. <gasps> I had a chance to interview Marianne Williamson, and I have to say I do love her. Uh, she is a self-help guru. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. She has nothing but love in her heart. She has said that she will run uh, in 2024 as a challenger to Joe Biden. Uh, Again, what does that actually do? I don't know. It it is good to have the perception of competition. It is. Yeah, it is. Perception. It's healthy. And again, I I do love her. She's very sweet and she's helped. (laughs) I think she's helped people with her books and stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's just. uh, you know, is is she is this a real competition? I I don't right. I don't really. Marianne Williams is one of the better people Oprah has given us in in terms of Truly. comparably to Doctor Oz. 
and Dr. Phil. I did love Marianne in 2020. I loved her whole great. campaign. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I uh, love the I love the debates where she was like, we need to just get back to Earth we need to get love each the other. Evil spirits out <laughs> yeah. of the White House. <laughs> I was like, you're right, Marianne. We do. So true. Rub so it with true. crystals. She is gonna win uh she'll win uh Sed- it was it Sedona. She did win Arizona. Some, so don't Arizona. Yeah. So she'll win Sedona. Uh, okay. She's got like that witchy yeah. white it's suburban Sedona, vibe. Of course. <laughs> yeah. She's like being into crystals and shit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, she, if she would magically win. Right. It'd be fine. It'd be great. It'd Can't be, be any great. fucking worse. Right. I mean, Buttigieg got a, a cabinet position out of the 2020 campaign. Give Marianne something. Seriously. Secretary of Crystals. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> and Department of Energy. Department of Energy. Department Positive of Energy. We're <laughs> yeah. changing the name. Positive Energy. Department of Good Vibes. Marianne Williams. Department <laughs> of Positive Energy. D-O-P-E. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> we could use it. Yeah. We could use it. This is what she had to say. She says, I wouldn't be running for president if I didn't believe I could contribute to harnessing the collective sensibility Aww. that I feel is our greatest hope at this time. Aww. So, again, where's the line? No, no harm, no foul. Um, she's not going to have a Jill Stein role. Mm, I don't believe that right. she'll run with the grains right. or uh, peel away enough votes uh, to have what we saw in 2016 with the blue wall, Michigan, Wisconsin eroding. Right. Uh, so I think, if anything, yeah, she could just throw some good fucking vibes into this shit because yeah. it's nasty, nasty, nasty. Or, or even just competition for the sake of having competition. You know, how many of these primary ballots would then maybe just have Joe Biden's name and then also Marianne Williamson. Maybe she does surprisingly well in places like Sedona, Arizona. Maybe she does. You mm-hmm. know, maybe she freaking mm-hmm. does. If it's just a binary choice between Biden and Williamson, hey, man, she wants to institute, she wants to establish uh, a Department of Peace. That I sounds love good. It. A Department oh. of Peace. I want to go work there. She mm-hmm. wants to dole out $100 billion in reparations. Hey, yes. all right. Okay. <laughs> Give me back my Inca land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Uh, Williamson told uh, media services Thursday that American corporations are trying to, quote, suck the juice out of democracy and accuse, yeah, mm-hmm. and accuse lawmakers of not doing enough to shrink corporate power. Wow. Uh, she goes on to say, People who run the government are divided into two categories. Those who either don't care to fix it or do not have the spine to fix it. Ah. And neither category should be running this country. Wow. Uh, You know what? The more I'm reading about (laughs) it. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. I'm in. She's got her waspy kind of Stevie Nicks vibes. Her voice is a dress. Her voice is just a flowing dress. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Soothing. She has to debate uh, Biden, I think. Just to get Joe Biden to be like, yeah, corn pop, let's make a department of peace. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously there are some critics saying, oh, this is nothing more than a publicity stunt for Williamson. To that, she says, how can you claim to be a champion of democracy when your own process is undemocratic? People are allowed to run for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She ain't wrong. You know, Biden's going to be 80. I don't know. Maybe she could. What if she wins a state? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That'd be so cool. That'd be fun. I'm fine with it. When Wesley Clark won. Oklahoma in 2004. I mean, can you imagine like Marianne Williamson debating DeSantis and just being like, your vibes. <laughs> just Ron. Your vibes, Ron. The energy's you know all off. The your energy's, energy's all off. off. Oh then Ron would be like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It be African American. Uh, I'm not Ron. a people. I'm not a people. <laughs> Ron, you're hurt. Well, Ron, you know, it looks like you're Ron, hurt, Ron. Hurt it's you. okay. When you? it comes to I don't want to say crazy, but when it comes to people off the, you know, out of the box that are in charge, I'd rather they be thinking about crystals than like what MTG is saying that 9 billion people came over the border. (laughs) More than the population of the earth have come in through Mexican border. Yeah, very much. Yeah, MTG is very much. We need a national divorce and Marianne's like very much. We need a a national getaway together. (laughs) Seriously, that is a great juxtaposition. And with Marianne obviously uh, announcing officially that she will be running for president, um, maybe she could uh, she her in the house or I don't know maybe some political position for her I, right Anything. she can't do any harm like yeah. legitimately she could be a sage master she just walks around <laughs> all DC just saging it oh up oh my god all of the Republican skin would just burn oh that would be great <laughs> yeah 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 well she could probably get uh, Santos to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race yeah and, and you could be like fine we don't need a national gun right 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 <laughs> Of course, Santos saying absolutely nothing about the numerous states that are outlawing drag performances across this country. Tennessee. Tennessee just did it. So fucking stupid. Anyway, speaking of peace, we could go for some. Lastly, let's just discuss Mm -hmm. what's happening with the war efforts 
in Ukraine. It doesn't seem as if this is going to be going anywhere. Again, if you watch national media, um, first thing you have to do in order to get this country to war is to get the left to want it. Mm. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. Because the right, they'll go along with it. Yeah. yeah, they might not have. Or they'd be like, "Oh, Man. fuck Biden," but at the end of the day, they're like, "Bombs, bombs are fun." I support the troops. So you got to get the left on the side of war. And mm. as we talked about in the last episode, you frame it with democracy versus autocracy. Yep. Half of Americans. This is a new poll that came out. Um, this is a poll from Fox News. Uh, they said half of American responders in a new poll on Thursday that the U.S. should continue. Said that the U.S. should continue to support Ukraine as long as it takes to win the war against Russia. So 50% of respondents said we should be there for as long as it takes. And then 46% of respondents said it should be for a limited time frame, which reminds me a little bit of what we saw in 2002, 2003, in and out. We're in and out. We're in and out. Mission accomplished, limited time frame. And I think as we've learned over the years, a limited war, Vietnam doesn't seem to happen. Right. Once the money starts flowing and the blood starts curdling, families get involved, emotions yeah. are involved, money is involved. Yeah. War are, wars are very hard to stop for a reason. Yeah. Wars are easy to start, hard to finish. And as I was talking about when it comes to getting Democrats on board, that's the first group you have to get on board in order for this country to go to war. Democrats are actually more likely than the yeah. Republican counterparts to say that they support the war. Uh, they, according to uh, this poll, 66% of Democratic respondents said the U.S. should continue aid to Ukraine for the remainder of the war. 61% of Republican respondents said that there should be a tangible end. But both Democrats and Republicans are doing what people do, which is rally around the flag. And what this tells me is, that this war is not even remotely close to ending. As a matter of fact, I think we're just in the beginning. We are. First, with, within the first year. The yeah. U.S. has already directed more than $75 billion in aid towards Ukraine. Uh, during his surprise visit to Kiev, uh, President Biden promised another $500 million in military assistance. Wow. So when the left, when Democrats agree <sighs> that the war is necessary... Again, as we talked about, you're going to get Republicans on board Mm -hmm. and still the majority of the Republican Party. Yes, you do have your bootlickers. You do have your Putin lovers. We think he's a real man. He's a real man. But still the majority do support Ukraine. Uh, They're not quite as vocal, perhaps. But at the end of the day, we will be back in Ukraine nationally. Oh, yeah. And NATO will be uh, supporting them and supporting us. So this whole thing could... Again, go on for quite a freaking long time. Yeah, and we talked about it on the last show. I was watching MSNBC all weekend because I was dog-sitting for Ben. Well, even, you're in Phoenix. Friday. Phoenix, Arizona. Fun bachelor party. By the way, I'm boycotting. Oh, oh what? I'm boycotting a, a bar called The Bottle Blonde. Oh, I remember this. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's boycotted. You oh. got to wear pants. You got to oh. wear pants. Oh, that's right. How <laughs> the dare? girls were wearing pants. How dare anyone oh tell God. Ben Kissel to wear pants? You should change into a skirt, Ben. And tell ooh, tell me to change. Oh, well, now it's a drag you show. Don't. Now you're going to jail. <laughs> you don't tell me to change. But I was watching MSNBC all weekend, and you know that is what we've seen again. They are the new war channel. They're the ones mm. beating the drums. That's why you got your Bill Crystals and your other neocons now doing MSNBC yeah, that one talking CIA heads. Who is always on there? CIA, I don't know. Um, your Malcolm Nances. Who Ugh. quote unquote embedded in Ukraine he's to such fight a liar. along? Mm. Don't get me he's started. He's got brand new equipment. He's shiny and glittery. And he looks then great. You got your James Clappers and of course, ugh, John Brennan, CIA ugh. director under Obama. They're on MSNBC all the time. And what they've been selling the last you know five years since 2016 is a Russian collusion with Trump. And then when that kind of took a nosedive and went nowhere, now they've got Ukraine and Russia right. to talk about. So, yeah, and, they're they're definitely drumming up the left first. And as we discussed, once you get the left, the right will fall um, in favor mm-hmm. of, of uh, more aggressive action. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton, he has praised the Biden administration for stationing troops in Taiwan. Mm. Obviously, that is a message to the Chinese. Yep. We're here. And we ain't going anywhere Mm -hmm. again now as Ukraine is quickly, if not already, a full proxy war between the Chinese, the Russians, 
NATO and the United States. Right. And of course, we have the, the Chinese uh, president uh, visit Moscow mm-hmm. and then uh, Chinese delegation. Uh, also, the big worry right now, and that's why it's so interesting as in terms of war, which I guess is only kind of interesting. Um, will the Chinese actually, you know, not just give good PR to Russia's aggression in Ukraine? Will they start actually uh, putting Supplying, in weapons yeah. and money and, dare we say, troops? Mm. Oh, buddy. Well, that, of course, would be a massive change. Uh, I don't think we're going to see troops on the ground in Ukraine other than Ukrainians and Russians. But the drones that we were already seeing from the Iranians, right. now those are running low, as we talked about in the last episode, and China has promised military aid. So Ooh. it's going to increase. Uh, right now, the U.S. is going to uh, send between 100 and 200 troops over the next few months for a training program in Taiwan. Uh, this is what Bolton had to say. I would home port a couple of American naval vessels at, uh, there's a place there, Kaohsiung, Taiwan's big harbor. And show the Chinese that we're going to be there training and assisting the Taiwanese against any possible Chinese attack. Bolton added, Bolton added, the aim here is not to win a war that China starts. The aim here is to deter China from doing it. And believe me, we can do a lot more to do that. Whoa, so, he wants a coup. <laughs> so my yes. thoughts are what the because of the humanitarian crisis, we can't really ignore what's happening with Russia invading Ukraine. Right. I mean, we can't just watch, especially with the Internet age, we can't just sit there and watch, you know, people die yeah. and just like not let not do anything. I feel as as a person not do anything. Am I going to do anything myself? No, it has to be NATO and the military, yada, yada. But when you talk to Putin, when you hear Putin do announcements and you hear him do his, uh, you know, his national speeches, mm-hmm. he talks about it like being like a forever war as well. Oh, really? Yeah. In the past oh. year, there was several opportunities where even when he was losing the, you know, the Crimea, uh, when he was losing, uh, there were several opportunities in the past year, even when he was losing, where there was proposed like, hey, if if we secede maybe this section of the country, right. are you willing to leave? And he said no, even when well, he right. was losing. It was the annexation of Crimea, right, where they're like, OK, and that's some some of the, again, Putin apologists are like, just give him Crimea. You're right. He <laughs> has he, now said that's not enough. Yeah, he won't give up. Exactly. And now you have Poland, obviously, um, a vital, vital player in all of this, being a member of NATO, that are extremely concerned that if Russia of does course. continue... Uh, to advance, which is what Putin has said he wants to do now. Obviously, Poland is right there. And it has uh, definitely shown that the Baltic states are vulnerable to Putin and to his uh, desire for expansion of Russia to bring it back to the old school Soviet Union, which is never going to happen. It's never happening. The USSR is gone. Right. Yes. But that's what started this. The tanks were in Belarus and they came down into Ukraine. So again, and what's right next to Poland? Belarus. Mm. So when this all happened, it was already, again, in Belarus, they were saying, no, we're not. Lukashenko saying, no, we're not going to invade you. We're not going to invade you. He just has them here for you know a military effort. Right. And then all right. of a sudden they're in your country. So I understand Poland. I understand the Slavic states. I understand Lithuania, Latvia, and why they're like, what is actually happening and do we need to step up now versus a yeah. reaction, which is what's happening in Ukraine? Right. And Another reason Finland is really desperate to join NATO right now as well. And one of the reasons that Putin is validating his uh, disdain for the Polish territory is that eight million Ukrainians crossed the border into Poland uh, mm. as the war began yeah. to escape. So he's like, no, I'm supposed to kill them. <laughs> Give me my Ukrainians back. Oh I got to kill gosh. them. Gee whiz. It's pretty nasty. And as a matter of fact, interestingly enough, as we've discussed sort of the relation of GDP to how much percent people spend on military or nations. Poland has now upped how much they're going to spend on defense spending. It is now up to 4% of their GDP this year. According to Powell Jablonski, sounds like I'm back in Wisconsin. <laughs> Jablonski, he says, if we don't support Ukraine now, uh, there will be new targets for Vladimir exactly. Putin. Exactly. A Russian politician recently suggested that Russia should denazify Six more countries mm. after Ukraine, including Whoa. Poland. Whoa. What we do now, we do out of solidarity and in support of the victims. This idea of denazify, very fascinating approach on their by end, Putin for branding. On their end, it's it's almost monolithic. Their belief that they are truly, I mean, uh, the oligarchs, the people that are believing the Putin, that are cheering, you know, Russia, Russia. 
they truly believe, like, like I said, monolithically, that they are saving the world. Wow. They truly believe that they are stopping this Nazi uprising that's happening. Hmm. Started in Ukraine, started in Europe. You know, they I see it in America. I just can't imagine they truly believe that. I, I can't imagine they really believe it. They, they have to. I, I believe they have to. If, if you see it on the news, if that's all you see, if they control the media, yeah. if they control the, you yeah, know. but they're the ones controlling the media, so they know the it's fake. Well, but no, but they probably also believe it the same way Putin believes it. Putin yeah. really believes the USSR is coming back. These oligarchs and the supporters, the Russias, Russias, they really do believe that this could be the war of their time. It's not just a proxy war to them. It's and getting bigger. You're right. And it's and again, this is the same time when they're sending out prisoners to go fight the war. This is the stuff they're doing. They know that they're, the, the desperation is showing. But that's what makes me believe even more that they truly do believe this. Right. Because they're willing to do these really desperate measures to get this military action done basically yeah. interesting yeah all right well we'll keep you up to date on everything going on there it's interesting now to start just seeing some of the polling data and again once the once the democrats uh want war mm-hmm. uh my god that's a dangerous dangerous sign yeah big time you remember after 9-11 my god it was about 90 percent of the country then if you even had the audacity to say yeah, we shouldn't go exactly. into iraq or afghanistan oh, you yeah. were, hate america i mean that's why the dixie chicks are no longer dixie chicks yeah. they're the chicks right right, right and right. they're gonna be performing with willie nelson live <laughs> april 29th and the 30th oh Willie. Uh, yeah it's just it is gonna be interesting because we're gonna see people uh We'll see the Bernie Sanderses of the world right. demonized once again. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly Marianne Williamson will be seen as quite a cuck. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, so no. true. What about peace? And be like, fuck. Get out of bitch. <laughs> She's going to cast spells. I hope she does. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Um, man. All right. The world continues. Our hearts are with the people of East Palestine and anywhere else in this country where you're suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, as again, these corporate oligarchs do not give a fuck and they give you pennies to the dollar mm. and their stocks don't affect get, don't get affected it's here's insane. a bottle of water with my name on it thank you donald <laughs> i love that we're going to discuss workers rights more next week as always okay everyone thank you for listening hail yourselves we'll talk to you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.